What's up, Matt Geeks? Welcome back to episode number five of the Matt Geeks podcast. I am your host, Jacob Hubley, and I am ecstatic to be bringing you guys this episode uh, with the one and only Pittsburgh Panthers. Um, I was able to get a hold of Coach Gavin and ACC champ, two-time ACC champ, actually, uh, Mickey Phillippe. And so we got them on the call, got a chance to talk to them about what the team looks like this coming year, what the season looks like, and how they're handling it over there in Pittsburgh. A lot of really good things going on up there with Coach Gavin. Since he's taken over, the team has went from last place in the ACC up to fourth and then to second last year. So by my calculations, if they're going to keep going upwards, there's only one more spot above second. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm very excited to see their team wrestle this year and see how everything unfolds. There's a huge uh, weight change for one of the, the biggest guys on the team. So I'm excited to be bringing that to you guys and uh, get to talk about it a little bit. So without further ado, I'll shut up. Here is Coach Gavin and Mickey Phillippe. Well, thanks, guys. I really appreciate you, like I said, uh, you know, for coming on and chatting about the lineup. Um, you'll have to excuse my UNC sticker on the front of my laptop. I, uh, I live in Chapel Hill. I, my wife goes to dental school there, so you know, it kind of has to happen. But uh, yeah. maybe, maybe I'll have to, have to find a pit one and you know, the rest of the team to put on there. Um, but like I said, I'm really excited for you guys to, to chat a little about the lineup and tell the fans you know, what they can look forward to from Pitt for the season. So um, first of all, you know, how's everything going? How's your day going so far? I guess I'll start with you, Coach. Yeah, no, things are going well. Today's our off day from training, so uh, it's the slower day in the week. But, um, but yeah, things have been going pretty well for us here. I think we're a little bit, uh, you know, Pitt as a – at the athletic department as a university kind of got ahead of this, this COVID situation. And we've been able to, uh, it's, it's different, but we've been able to do a lot and, and, um, you know, we're, we're happy with that. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Mickey? Yeah. I mean, everything's good. We're, uh, like he said, today's our day off. So it's just like a recovery day, but really we're back in the swing of things with class and lift and practice. And I mean, it's, it's nice to be back with everyone and, like in the team atmosphere, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like how – I heard you a little bit actually on Dan Ward's show talk about it, but um, how did the offseason go for you? I know obviously super different from what you're used to, you know, being on campus and actually getting to do a bunch of stuff. What did you have to do over the summer? Yeah, I mean, I, I was fortunate during that time when we were off just because I had a, a facility to work out in. My brother – owns a gym back home so I was able to get in there and work out and uh, work with some guys some guys are uh, from close by we're fortunate that our team a lot of guys are local so I was able to work out with a lot of my friends and teammates which was cool and then um, my coach now who well now is my coach Pletcher he lives right up the road from me so it was nice to, to have him around too to work out with and uh just other people um, from the area where home, people that are in colleges all over the country. So it, I had a, uh, a good training situation. So honestly, since season ended, I never really stopped and uh, just have been grinding and working towards this year. So I can 
accomplish my goals when I, that time comes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was looking forward to seeing you at the tournament last year, um, you know, on a, yeah, an awesome season last year, 25 and one. Uh, but that actually, you kind of hit on something I was going to ask and I didn't know exactly where to bring it up. So I'll just bring it up now. Um, obviously you guys had the new hiring with, uh, with Fletcher, right? So that's a, that's a big hiring. It's a big get for, for anybody to have. And so, um, you know, I was going to ask both of you guys kind of different questions, but I guess I'll start with Mickey since we were already kind of there. Um, obviously, you guys wrestled before as competitors, right? I think it was even in the blood round one year. So, you know, how has that relationship with him been? Yeah, I mean, we've wrestled a ton. Uh, we grew up together. We went to the same wrestling clubs. Um, literally since I can remember, like the time I started wrestling, we were wrestling each other. So, I mean, we we grew up about, I don't know, five miles away from each other, uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, extremely close. So we've wrestled a ton throughout our lives. Like I can't even count how many times. And in high school, it was every big tournament, like Super 32 finals, Powerade finals, um, our county tournaments. Our, like we wrestled, but we were in different uh, – like I was double A, he was triple A. MPA, there's two classes, so we never met at the state tournament, but we just practiced together and made each other better. And then when we got to college, still the same weight. We couldn't get away from each other. So uh, it's been it's been cool to like finally like just not have to compete against one another and uh, maybe just make each other better. So it's nice to know that I'm not gonna have to see him across the mat again anytime soon <laughs> yeah oh, that's cool that's that's a really cool dynamic you know you, you always wonder when you have situations like this like are these guys like cool with each other before like what's going on it sounds like you guys were you know maybe you know as close as competitors can be and then uh you know obviously glad to not have to compete with them anymore and have them in your corner yeah yeah i mean we worked out together a ton in high school we were practice partners so we were friendly i mean we were friends uh, growing up it wasn't like we hated one another I mean definitely when we stepped on the mat we weren't uh, too friendly but you know outside of that we were we were friends very cool um, and I'll, I'll flip it over to you coach obviously you know it's a big hire for the program um, you know he was definitely one of the favorites at 141 to win a title this year for Ohio State before everything happened um, you know how has it been you know bringing him on board and um actually kind of you know, how'd you get there as well yeah well uh I've, I've known you know known Luke for a while just from you know I I wrestled for Pitt and so when I was in college these guys were coming up through the ranks guys like Luke and, and Mickey so you'd see him at camps and things like that and um but really I mean how it came about was I think Mickey told me during the year that hey you know when Luke graduates this year he might want to join us you know so I was I said, sure, you know, we, we certainly, we waited until that happened. And then it was, it was kind of a weird situation because the way the season ended, we didn't know if they were going to get the year back. And if he got a year back, he was going to, he was going to wrestle, you know? Um, but it turned out, unfortunately they didn't. So, uh, you know, we had that conversation then about him, him coming to fit and, and uh, yeah, he, he's only about, I mean, his hometown is, is right by Mickey's. And so that's like, you know, about an hour about an hour from Pittsburgh. So it's kind of like a coming home thing for him too. And, and uh, the transition transition has been really smooth. I mean, he's, he knows Mickey, he knows a, a number of guys that were already on our team. And just like, I've always respected the way, obviously he's a good wrestler, but the way that he carries himself, the way that he goes about the sport, um, 
we've seen the way he continued to progress in college. Um, you know, that stuff doesn't happen by accident. And, and a lot of it is just as a, his approach as a, as a competitor and the way that he trains. And it's a very good, um, example for our guys, you know, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I've always had a lot, a ton of respect for Luke and, and couldn't be happier to have him on our side now. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I was doing a little bit like kind of deep dive in the program the last couple of years and, um, watching the upward trajectory and I'm really excited to see this year, you know, in the last couple of seasons, ACC tournament, you guys went six, four, two, and then, I mean, there's only one more place to go. So um, yeah. definitely looking forward to that, but we'll just go ahead and get into the roster. If you guys are, are cool with that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So um, I, yeah, I wrote up my, my lineup previews the best I, best I could kind of put the, the guys in the right places, checked with you, made sure I had people right. Um, and just kind of trying to give Pitt fans something to at least look at and know what's going on. Um, so I, I'm really happy to also get you guys on the phone and really dig a little deeper into it. Um, mm -hmm. And starting at 125, we've got Lewis Newell and Colton Camacho. Um, those are the two guys that I had on the roster at 125. Um, what, what can you tell us a little bit about more, a little more about that situation, Coach, 125? Yeah, I, th I think that that's probably – probably our most competitive weight with those two. Um, Lewis made some big strides last year, just as far as maturity goes. You know, I think his first year in the program, I remember having a conversation with Lewis where he said he wasn't going to, he didn't think he could make 125 ever. And then last year he made it uh, very easily, you know, like it was, he'd be weighing out of practice at 126. So that's just like, a uh, he just, he's matured a lot since he's gotten here. And then towards the end of the year, you start to see that in his wrestling, you know, it, it came out in the, he was becoming more of a consistent performer, um, which is really good to see. You know, and Colton, who's just a, a year behind Lewis, um, and Colton's a, a, a very good wrestler. And uh, last year he had some good wins. I think at the scuffle he beat a, he beat a ranked guy and, um, you know, had a decent scuffle. Uh, bad second day, but a pretty good first day. Uh, but he's very skilled. Um, he's also pretty gifted. You know, he could do some things that maybe – uh, you can't teach, you know, and, and Colton's kind of went is going through that maturity process right now. You know, he's probably smaller, more lean now than he was all year last year. And it's just becoming more disciplined, um, taking things more serious uh, than, than probably he did uh, in his first year. So it's super early right now. You know, I mean, we've just been on the mat a couple of weeks now, but uh, so it's hard to, it's hard to say, but, uh, but I'm glad that we have some competition down there, you know, uh, if you asked me a year ago, I probably would have, you know, just be happy to have somebody at that weight. Well, now we got two guys that are, that we know we're going to be able to make the weight and, and, uh, and two guys we believe in. Yeah. Um, I mean, two really good guys there going to compete for it. You know, like you kind of hit on before, uh, Newell was your starter last year and then Camacho was red shirting and had a 13 and five record too. You know, he's coming in with some momentum behind him. Um, and, you know, one of the reasons I wanted both you guys on was obviously get the coach's point of view. And then also Mickey, um, you know, I don't know if you guys do team captains or whatever, but obviously you're kind of one of the more leaders of the team. So also get your perspective on each of these weights. So, like, what are you, you know, thinking around these guys as well? Yeah, I mean, I feel the same as Keith does. It's, it's, uh, it's competitive between those two. I mean, I think the wrestle-off last year was, like, Colton was winning and then he's losing by one and then he's winning by one. Like, it's like, it's so competitive between those two that it, it's, 
it's cool to have that. And it, it's nice to know that we have two guys that could both go out there and compete. And, and I mean, not, I mean, not just compete, like really, I think, I mean, I'm wrestling with them a lot and I've wrestled with some of the top guys in the country and they're basically at the point where it's like, if they mentally can believe it, they can be that good, you know, like they can turn that level. I mean, turn the corner and reach that level just that quick. It's just a matter of like really having that confidence out there and like not really caring who the guy is they're wrestling, you know, they're, they're both right there. It's just a matter of time before they figure it out. So um, it's cool to have two guys there that could do that. Uh, they both work really hard. And um, I mean, our whole team just has a, a good culture now. And I think they're buying into it. Like he said, it's a, it, it's like a maturity thing. Whereas before, I mean, it was hard to say if either of them could make 25. And now, like he said, they're both like, they're easy and uh, both looking like they could be solid 125s this year. Yeah, and that kind of leads me into another question I had, you know, you guys both kind of hit on, you know, obviously their first year, maybe not even knowing if they could get to 125. And then now maybe more like rounding into physical, you know, peak physical condition, whatever. Um, how important is that first year, you know, if you redshirt or not to like get adjusted to college and actually to the right weight class and all that? Uh, yeah, I think that it's, um, it depends on the individual a lot, you know? I mean, it, it, what, what are you coming in with? You know, I mean, Lewis was, um, you know, he, he had a track record of not being a fan of weight cutting, not that anybody's a real fan of it, you know, but, uh, um, so he kind of had to like, um, be a little more disciplined with it, you know, and, and he decided that that's what he was going to do and he did it. And he kind of saw the, the fruits of that the fruits of that labor. Um, so I think that he started to really buy into it, you know, um, so it's, it's a, you know, it really is a case by case basis. Some kids come in like really mature, ready to do that kind of thing. And, and sometimes the guys need a rude awakening, but the thing is, um, if you want it, you could figure it out, you know what I mean? And that's what, that's the, that's their choice. They have to decide if they want it or not. But yeah, I mean, we, we, we didn't know if Lewis was going to be able to, to, cause he is a tall 125 and we didn't know if he was going to be able to, to hold that weight or if he was going to grow. And, um, you know, Frankly, that's why we went out and, and tried to get after Colton so hard. Um, but now it's worked out that we got the two guys that we believe in down there for the time being. Yeah, and that's actually um, that's a really good kind of segue to 133 because obviously I was about to ask uh, Mickey the same question. Um, you know, so going down to 133, um, we I have obviously Mickey and then Ryan Michaels uh, redshirting is what I have for for the lineup. Um, and I was going to kind of ask Mickey that same question. Obviously, um, Coach had to correct me because I thought, I thought it was a medical redshirt. It wasn't when you had that transfer rule and, and getting that, that year back. Um, how – you basically had two redshirt years, right? So how important was that for you? And um, obviously, it, it worked because you kind of were shot out of the gun, kicking butt right out of, right out of the, the gate. Yeah, I mean, I think for me it was like my – my first red shirt year was uh, that was a learning experience for me in, it, in itself, just uh, adjusting to college, um, figuring out, I guess, uh, like adulting, you know, figuring out who I am. Uh, 
and that that was one thing and then that second year I really felt ready like I was ready to rock and uh I wanted to compete and I wanted to I mean that first redshirt year I really wanted to compete too I remember sitting down with the coaches and saying like hey I want to get out there and go and uh they wanted me to sit and, and looking back on it, it it was a huge learning experience I remember going to my first open and and uh, let's just say I lost to a couple guys I feel like I would never lose to um, now. And um, so I learned a lot. And then that, that second year, the, that was technically another redshirt year, I just felt ready. I mean, I went to Opens. I won a, a lot, actually. And I went to Midlands. And I, had, I actually lost to the same guy twice who ended, all, ended up All-Americaning all that year. So, like, I was ready. But um, – it just that was like a big confidence booster for me and I think it can be that way for guys too, just to take a year and and build their confidence and and I mean college is different uh than high school by a lot it's just I mean for me it was learning the out of bounds rule even I remember I lost a match in uh my first redshirt year because I stepped out and uh I got hit for stalling and it wasn't even really that I was stalling I just I mean, he ended up getting – it's almost like the push-out, you know, and I, I didn't understand that, and I remember being really frustrated. But you just learn – you learn a lot from that, and now it's like I control the center of the mat, and that's something that I take seriously in my matches. It's something that I want to do the whole time is control the center. So, yeah, I definitely think it's huge, and it, and it, it can help people. But I do think some people can be ready, like he said. It just in, goes by the individual. Yeah. Um Coach, what do you see? You know, obviously, you got your returning ACC champ at 133. Um, so, you know, what what are your thoughts on 133? Obviously, it looks like Mickey, but then you also got the, the redshirting freshman behind him. Yeah, Mickey's all right. Um, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we obviously, we have a lot of faith in Mickey. He's, he's been a very consistent uh, guy for us, and he's continuing to get better. Like, now, I think uh, just watch him in practice – he's tying together offense better than he probably ever has, you know, so that's encouraging um, and exciting. And again, it go, just goes back to kind of what I said earlier. It's like, we know that he really wants to be the best at this, you know? So when you have a, when you have a real desire to do that, things tend to work out. Uh, maybe not exactly as you planned or as soon as you would like, but you just kind of have to have faith in that process. Um, and yeah, and we got a we got a couple you know a couple guys on the team down there, and and you mentioned Ryan Michaels, and Ryan's a he's a really hard worker, you know. So I'm glad that he chose to be on our team. Um, you know, as, as far as redshirting and stuff like that goes, we don't know what we you know we kind of let that unfold as it happens. But uh, but yeah, we're pretty good in the lightweights. You know, we got we got a we got a number of guys down there at 25, 33, 41. So you know, Mickey has um, and then of course with 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 Fletcher. Um, he has a good crew of training partners as well. Yeah. And so you kind of touched on that too. How does the red shirt outlook look for you guys? Are you guys taking more of the conservative, we don't know what this year looks like approach, or is it more like normal and just kind of case by case basis? Um, I think it's probably always a little bit case by case, but this year with it being, you know, so uncertain, you're probably going to lean more towards red shirting guys. Um, if they're young because of, you know, if we got a guy that, that he's just barely better than our upperclassmen, you know, um, maybe you redshirt him where in a, in a year prior you wouldn't because if the season, you know, we're talking about having a six, eight week season, if 
that's not a whole lot of, of wrestling you're going to get in. Um, so kind of be silly to burn the year out for a young guy um, if that were to happen. Uh, but yeah, but still, it's just too early to make that call. And we, there's really no rush in doing it. You could, you know, you can redshirt all the way till conference, you know. Um, so yeah, we're not rushing in a decision like that. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, uh, last thing I was going to kind of hit on before we move on to 141. Uh, obviously, we talked a little bit about, you know, your career, Mickey. You've won two ACC titles in your two shots. Um, you've lost a, a handful of times. I mean, you pretty much won. Um, I don't remember your, your winning percentage, but it's very, very high. Um, your first year, your blood round with Pletcher, right? And then last year, um, first team All-American with, uh, with COVID happening. Um, what's your, your outlook on everything that happened at the end? And I mean, this could, we could talk about this forever. So, I mean, kind of, you know, generally, um, but I, I'm really more specific wondering your thoughts on the, you know, whole first team, second team All-American deal. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the best thing they could have really did, uh, given the situation. Um, it sucked. Uh, it really sucked just because, I mean, you work so hard all year and to have it taken away right at the end like that, it's it's painful. But, I mean, Keith said this and, like, our other coaches have said this, and it's it's very true. It's like we earned what we got, and, I mean, you're out there all year and – wrestling as hard as you can I mean working as hard as you can doing the right things for a reason and and that's where that first and second team comes out of so I think it's it's really the best thing they could have did given the situation um I wish I mean I wanted that feeling of I remember Keith told me like hey you all American and I was like like is this real because like it doesn't feel real you know like it doesn't feel like it's all American but like, cause I want, I mean, I want that feeling. I want that feeling of being out there and like winning that match and knowing like, Hey, I did it. But I mean, I earned it as Keith says. And, um, I'm, I mean, I'm not satisfied with that by any means, but I feel like that's all they could do. So I guess, I mean, I'm for it. Uh, and, uh, I appreciate the fact that they, they were willing to do that for us. Yeah. Awesome. I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, and I, I have to get you on separately. I got a bunch of questions for you, but we got to roll through this thing. So, uh, 141. So let's jump down 141. Uh, with the guys I have listed on the roster were Cole Matthews, obviously was a starter last year. Um, and then I have Jake Cherry and Mick Burnett. Uh, so what's that situation look like at 41 for you, coach? Yeah, Cole Matthews will be our guy at 41. Um, he uh, he he had a pretty decent year last year in his redshirt freshman year. Um, again, he wrestled better at the end of the year than he did in the beginning, and you like to see that. Uh, the, the majority of our team did. Uh, we had a pretty good ACC, and 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 he did as well. So um, Cole, I think, is progressing nicely. He's kind of finding his um, uh, his style a little bit more. You know, I think in high school he won a lot off of just uh, a strong will to win, and and he's very athletic. But now he's kind of um, you know, he, he's finding uh, his techniques and things like that. And so that's been fun to watch. You know, he's progressing nicely. Uh, Jake Cherry has been great for us. He's, he'll, you know, he's, uh, he's a really, um, yeah, provides us some depth at that weight and, and just a great kid that we could rely on. Uh, Mick Burnett's a, a freshman this year and a true freshman. And Mick is, um, 
he's looking really good right now in the room. You know, he's probably a little bigger. Maybe I don't know if he'll actually ever see 41, you know, but this is, um, that's fine with us. You know, I mean, this is kind of just focused on his development, uh, both physically and, and technically on the mat. And, uh, he's got a lot of intangibles that we're really excited about as far as, um, he's got a lot of fight, you know, and he already has a pretty good skill set because uh, he comes from a good program and knows his wrestling. So we're really excited about his future. Um, but yeah, Cole is most likely going to be our guy there that way. Very cool. Yeah. So he'll, he'll be entering his sophomore year, correct? Yeah. Um, he was, he was a lot of fun to watch last year. I know he's kind of a, he's got some big moves and some fun flashy stuff to watch. Um, uh, do you wrestle with him at all in practice, Mickey? Oh yeah. Uh, a decent amount, I'd say. Um, now with like the way everything is, he's like probably my go-to partner as of now. So, and, uh, I mean, he's probably the hardest kid to wrestle period in the room just for me, because I mean, our styles clash and he has really good hips. And like you said, the big moves, like he can put you on your back at like any time. So it's, it's, he can be frustrating, but I mean, it's good for me. I need that. So it's, it's nice to have him in the room. Yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely looking forward to it. He had some some big wins last year. I think, you know, he beat Josh Heil, which was also one of the, I don't remember which, but earned one of the All-American statuses. Um, and, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing his career. Uh, but going down to 149, um, we have returning starter from last year, Luke Kemmer, uh, Carter Tuttle, Tyler Greer, Sammy Hayes, Antonio Petroselli, and Tyler Baggett. Baggett. So, um I don't know if you can keep up with all the names I was throwing at you. You probably know them better than me, obviously. But uh, uh, how's that looking for you guys over there, Coach? Yeah, probably 49, 57 are our two weights that are that are maybe most um, up for grabs or undetermined right now. Kemmer started most of the year last year. And then, uh, you know, he had up and down, maybe a 500 record. And, and him, he and Dallas were, were tight. And Dallas ended up – Dallas Bolsack ended up wrestling the, uh, the ECCs at 149. Um, I would imagine one of those guys, most likely Dallas, probably go would try to go 57. But uh, but yeah, again, it's early, so it's hard to say. But um, though 49 to 57 are definitely up for grabs for us. Very cool. Um, I mean, with that, I mean, obviously in normal years, I think it's kind of a you know send people to open tournaments, have wrestle-offs, kind of like a holistic approach of selecting that guy, but. How does that work for you guys this year with probably not having any open tournaments? Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's more about like uh, the way that you compete more than anything. You know, I feel like we have a pretty decent handle on what we're looking for when you go out there and compete and, uh, and what it looks like for a guy that's going to continue to improve, you know, so it's going to be the way that they go, they go about their competition. Um, that's that's going to determine you know who's the guy in that way you know is he gonna is he gonna be looking to score points or is he gonna be trying to hang on that kind of stuff you know because um, the latter leads to uh, inconsistent results. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, do you still wrestle with these guys, Mickey, or are they they getting a little bit too big? I wrestle with Kemmer a decent amount. Dallas, I used to, um, but he this summer has like gained he's looking bigger so like he said he'll probably go up but I still wrestle with Kemmer I just wrestled him the other day the other guys um I haven't really wrestled with a ton um 
this past, like since we've gotten back, but that's just because we have a certain system of how things are going. So, but yeah, I, I still wrestle with summer. Yeah, we're in two groups right now. So the, the whole, uh, because of COVID, so the whole team isn't together in practice. Okay. How does that look? Do you like one practice in the morning, one in the afternoon, or like different days? We or? go at one o'clock and three o'clock. So the, the one o'clock practice will go to like 2.30 and then you have to do a quick spray down of the mats, let them dry, and that three o'clock group comes in and they have their practice. You know, so uh, our county right now is in, you can't have more than 25 people. Um, you know, indoors. And so that's kind of how we, they, they have us running our practice right now is we can't have more than 25 guys. So I think the one group has 15, you know, and, uh, and that works. So do you like, how do you pick those guys? Did you spread them out? Like some people in each weight or is it like, well, we're in, no, we're, we're in school now. So it's just based on their class schedule. Okay. You know, we just figured out, okay, a handful of guys can go at one, um, do their classes. So anybody that can do that, let's put them in that group. And then that, that it just worked out where the three o'clock group is also under 25 people. Cool. Makes sense. All right. Um, well, you guys already kind of mentioned, um, obviously, at 57, Dallas Bullsack. Uh, we got Will. How do you say his last name? Caldiz. Caldiz. Um, Anthony Calelo. And Derek Mancini and Anthony uh, Shoot up. There we go. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm struggling. Rough That's day. Right. <laughs> all right yeah um yeah 57 similar to 49 it's really up for grabs right now you know Tyler Badge is another freshman I think he said he had him listed at 49 he's probably I mean this freshman grow you know so they're like uh they're maybe a little bigger than what they we thought they would be but he's he's probably 57 too and um he'll be in that mix too so we got a lot of guys at both those weights we just uh we're gonna let them kind of determine um who's gonna be the guy there but both those spots are up for grabs Awesome. That's why I'm talking to you guys, because I have no idea what I'm talking about. So you gotta, you gotta call me on my crap whenever it's wrong. Uh, because I definitely want to put it out for, for people how it's supposed to be. Um, but you know, what's what's your outlook, Mickey? What do you see when you're looking at 57? Obviously, we know it's kind of more on the more up for grab weights. Yeah, I mean, I agree with him. It's we went from, I mean, I think the last couple of years, 57 has been the same guy who was a solid competitor for us. It was Caleb. So, like, this year, it's, like, if someone wants that spot, they can go and get it. And uh, I think that's, like, Dallas right now is his mindset with going up in weight. And I know, like, those freshmen want it. But it's, like, I don't know. It's it's whoever, I guess, uh, like he said, whoever wants it more and can compete better will get it. But, yeah, I mean, it's really just up for grabs at this point between the same thing, 49 and 57, too. It's kind of a question mark. Yeah. Very cool. Um, awesome. Well, I yeah, I had I had Bullsack uh, kind of penciled in as my projection just because obviously he wrestled the ACC tournament last year. Um, but definitely looking forward to seeing how both those weight classes get settled out for you guys. Um, One sixty five, however, I feel like I don't know personally, but it's probably pretty pretty set for you guys. Um, returning ACC champ Jake Wenzel, and then. Also, Hunter Kiernan behind him, or Kiernan behind him. So how is... Yeah, actually, Hunter's probably, uh, you know, with 57 up for grabs, he's probably going to try to do that, too. Um, but, uh, you know, he's been a little big for that weight, but he's been doing a really good job. Hunter's been, he's a great, uh, I mean, that guy has just really bought in and committed himself to the sport. And so, I mean, he's 
kind of changed his body over the summer to try to get to do that. And it's yet to be seen if, you know, how, if he can make the weight and then perform, but, um, but yeah, so that would be that, but 65, uh, yeah, that's going to be Wenzel. Um, he had a great year last year, you know, and I think that, uh, it was, you know, the, the year before he tore his ACL, um, was really like, I think there was like maybe two, three weeks before the ACCs and, uh, he got the surgery right away. So he missed the rest of that season and, and came back, uh, better than ever, you know? And so that was really cool to see. And I, th I know that it gave him a lot of confidence to finish in that, that, uh, season the way he did. And, and it really wasn't just like he had a good ACCs. He had a really good year. He was very consistent throughout the year and, um, he's kind of, uh, really came into his own last year so that was exciting to see and we look forward to him being a uh, or having a, a great senior senior campaign here but he's he's also you know developed as as one of the leaders on this team he's very consistent with his with his uh, work ethic and his training and um, also does very well in school yeah I was that he was one of the guys also that I was really looking forward to seeing at the tournament uh, like you said he did have a good year he was 18 and 7 um, but he also, you know, coming to the ACCs, I think he was fourth seed um, and then obviously won the thing. So maybe a guy that's kind of peaking at the right time. Um, yeah, he had a – that was a good weight class. You know, I think he beat a uh, kid from Duke first, but then Kennedy Monday and, and David McFadden in the final. So 65 and then the country was a good weight, but um, it was a good weight specifically in the ACC as well. So, yeah, we kind of we, – we felt good about him. And uh, when he was seeded fourth, we, we kind of liked his chances of, of – uh, you know, making the finals and potentially winning that thing and it, it worked out you know he had a good day and he did it yeah those are two okay names to beat um yeah uh, beat some some really good dudes so uh looking forward to him as well um mickey do you what's what kind of relationship do you have with jake yeah i mean uh jake was my roommate my first year in college so and we grew up together too a lot of guys on the team it's uh that's a cool dynamic for us is like we we grew up together which is like I've been on like uh just like uh dual teams with him like Virginia Beach duels and like uh we were both whippy old guys so we knew each other growing up but yeah I mean we uh we definitely have a good relationship and uh, Jake is uh he's the kind of kid that goes out there and doesn't really care who he's wrestling he's just gonna probably try to throw you on your back and and pin you either way so Jake's awesome, and uh, like like he said, I think he's really coming into his own, and I'm I'm excited to see him compete this year. I think he he could easily be one of the top guys this year. Cool. So good roommate, dirty roommate. <laughs> good roommate. Good roommate. Good deal. Um, awesome, man. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep it going. I know you guys are busy, and um, I'll just keep rolling. Slow me down if you want me to, but uh, one seventy four. Uh, what I have listed was Jared McGill, Tommy O'Brien, and Nick uh, Megalino or Megalino. Um, so I think, you know, this is definitely one that I had some questions for you guys about because, you know, I can look at the stats and I can look at the, you know, the, the results and all that kind of stuff. But I, I definitely want to hear, you know, where this one stands for you guys. Yeah. Um, McGill redshirted last year. Uh, he actually came into this to the, he got to fit with an injury. Um, from football. He played this all-star football game and right before he came to pit and got hurt. But, uh, but anyways, and then he, he was wrestling for a while, went to the scuffle, got hurt first round there. So he kind of had like an, uh, he didn't get as many matches in as, as we would have liked his, his red shirt year, but um, 
but he had some good results, you know. I mean, he he uh, he competed at the Edinburgh Open. I think he did well there, and uh, and Matt Town as well. But yeah, Jarrett's a very good competitor. You know, he's good in in all three positions, and you know, we're looking forward to seeing what he can do um, this year with a full you know with a, with a full year of training under his belt at least. Uh, Tommy O'Brien's been on the team in the last couple of years, and Tommy's been, uh, you know, very reliable, really hard worker, um, just a great kid all around, you know, that handles his business in the classroom as well. And then Nick Naglino, the other guy you mentioned there, is very similar in that way. Um, he's only in his uh, second year, though. Cool. Um, yeah, so I, I guess from what I'm kind of gathering, it might be might be McGill kind of leading the pack. And then obviously, you know, all these things are, they got to earn it. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, do you have any kind of take on it, Mickey? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, like he said, McGill's, I've known McGill also my whole life. All these guys have been around uh, and Miguel's a tough competitor, always has been. And then uh, Tommy's like proven himself time and time again. Like anytime we throw him out there, he's, he's been like, he's started, uh, several matches for us and he's done great for us um been in there with tough guys and and I mean he's won matches it's just who I guess it's whoever wins that wrestle off and is competing better at that point and um I mean all three of the guys do well like he said in general like they're just good kids and they're doing the right things so we'll see where that where it goes for sure um Cool. We'll, we'll keep moving. We got 184 next. Um, and 184 is going to be the first of two weight classes where we got one of you guys bumping up. Um, I have Greg Harvey at 184 this year, up the weight class from last year. And then Luke Montgomery and Dane, you're going to have to help me with that last name as well. <laughs> Since it's, yeah. There we go. Yeah, Greg, um, Greg's probably going to move up. Uh, he's just a lot bigger than he was uh, last year, so. I would imagine that, yeah, he's going to move up. And, and it, of course, it's still only September, so nothing's set in stone. But that's what we would imagine. Um, you know, he's another – he's similar, you know, to what I mentioned about Wenzel is, is he's kind of, you know, over the last couple of years, he's come into his own and, and very reliable, uh, consistent, hard worker. Um, he's kind of a fan favorite here because he uh, the pace that he carries. You know, people – he's kind of built a name for himself here um, with that. But – uh but yeah, he's, he's one of the leaders on our team uh, for sure. It's his senior year as well this year. So we're looking forward to, to him uh, having a great year. Yeah. Um, you know, following you guys last year, he had a great year last year. He was 17 and eight. Uh, he was the number one seed at ACC. He's came in undefeated in the ACC um, and ended up taking third. Uh, so, you know, six and one in the ACC over the total year was, uh, you know, not too shabby. So, um, what about the the guys you got behind him? It looks like they're they're both incoming freshmen. Yeah, yeah, they're both incoming freshmen. Um, Greg would be, you know, if that's what the way he's going to go, and, and that's the how it shakes out. Then Greg's going to be the guy, and you know, those guys will have their year of um, you know trying to develop and things like that. Very cool. Um, awesome. Uh, did I did I miss you, Mickey? No, no, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Uh, I mean, my input, I mean, Greg's awesome. So uh, I feel like, and like he said, there's freshmen behind him. So but Greg's been very, very reliable, and he's another guy that truly does not care who's wrestling, and it's fun to watch. So, 
Awesome. Um, so we'll, we'll move on 197. I think this is kind of the, the biggest news, at least to me, uh, when I kind of was corresponding with you back and forth. Um, Nino Bonacorsi moving up to 197. Um, and then also at the weight, I have Austin Cooley, Stephen Schott, and Colby Flank. Um, so what was the, the decision for Nino to move up? Was it just, you know, kind of getting bigger? Or, you know, what all went into that decision? Yeah, it was just that. He, um, and again, it's not for sure. You know, I mean, we've been training here for the last, I'd say, probably month or so, and he's still big. Um, but you never know. Like he, he could get into the season, and he and he shrinks back down. Because that did happen a little bit last year, where he got kind of big, and then once we got really in the swing of things, he was 184, no problem. Um, however, I don't see that happening anymore. He's just a little bit bigger now. And he kind of had a frame for it. And yeah, he just weighs a lot more than he did. So it makes sense uh, for that, for him to wrestle that way. But, but yeah, we'll see. You know, like I said, it's uh, nothing set in stone yet, but that's the way it looks like it's going to be. Cool. Well, I know I'm super pumped about it if it happens as a fan, because um, Nino's always kind of been one of the guys I really like to watch. And, you know, obviously 184 is probably one of the most packed weight classes in college wrestling off and most of those guys are in the ACC so you know it's wild and seeing him kind of move up and, and maybe have a little bit clearer path um definitely going to be a lot of fun I think you know he's he's be looking good if that's where he ends up for sure um what are what are your thoughts on everything Mickey yeah I mean Nino's he's my best friend on the team so I think Nino could go 197, win a national title. He could go 184 and win a national title. He's, uh, I mean, he's literally the hardest working person I've ever met. So uh, it, I'm excited to see him either way. Uh, I don't think it's a question of if he can do it at either weight. I think it's just if he wants to go one weight, then he'll be fine. If he wants to go the other, he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nino. I think he's proven himself in the past and uh, he can definitely do it. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he beat, you know, top two guys in the country last year. I mean, I don't remember how high he got up there, but he was very far up there. Definitely can hang with all those guys and beat all those guys either way. Um, so I'm definitely excited to see it. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and keep moving. Um, last one is going to be obviously the big guys, right? 285. Um, I have Cole Rickert. Cole Nye, Jacob Slinger, and Colby Whitehill. Um, and I think this one, you know, is, is going to be also fun to watch it play out over the next couple of years, um, you know, where you, you've got a transfer, an incoming freshman that's highly ranked. Um, you got Cole Nye bumping up to 285. You know, how does this one look for you, Coach? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's funny. We went from having uh... – Demetrius Thomas, who was kind of, you know, the staple the last two years at heavyweight and, and, and Rickard was behind him. And then that was it really. And now we have, we have a lot of heavyweights, which is unusual um, for a team, but, um, but it's good. It's good to have some competition in there. And, and Rickard, Rickard's had a, he's been able to get in the lineup a few times and he's got a lot of matches under his belt. So, um, you know, we're excited about that. He's also put on some size. Uh, most of those guys are pretty big, probably with the exception of Cole Nye. He's a, a little bit of a smaller heavyweight. Um, you know, Whitehill and Slinger have a redshirt that they could use. Uh, 
you know, and like I said, Rickard probably has the most experience at the weight um, out of all those guys. So, yeah, you know, obviously that's a weight that we need somebody to step up and, and fill the uh, fill the shoes of Meech, but um, we have people who are capable of doing it. Yeah. Um, how do your how do your goes go with the with the heavyweights, Mickey? Yeah, they're they're super close. They usually get some takedowns though. Maybe put them on their back a little bit. <laughs> Throws. Yeah, for sure. But they're I mean, we do have a lot of heavyweights now, so <laughs> and they're and they're full sized heavyweights. So <laughs> is it kind of a wide open competition there or like are you thinking of take maybe taking the red shirt possibly on a couple of them and like like who's it kind of down to if anything yeah you, uh, you know it's tough to see you putting whitehill in there right away because he's a true freshman you know so um but he's doing a great job too and, and you're talking about like we're talking about january start and we're only in september who knows what he's gonna do in january he's having a good you know he's been he's been good so far so um, so it's a tough call. And like I said, Slinger has one that he could use. Uh, he wrestled last year for George Mason. He's, he's from Pittsburgh. He's a Pittsburgh kid. He's about to get back home. But, but anyways, um, so I don't know, you know, it's tough to say, I would say again, with Rickard's experience, um, he's probably in the lead right now. You know, yeah. Um, very cool. Well, you know, what, you know, last question I have for you guys and it just kind of, referring to the season right obviously it's crazy because in normal times you guys would be ramping up getting ready to start here um, but you know as we all know it's going to be pushed back to January um, from what you're hearing I think it's probably the same with everybody but does it look like just kind of 10-ish duels and then conference national tournament yeah I don't know if anything's official yet but um I would guess it's probably eight dates for the regular season. And we're just focused now on just trying to, you know, we're very fortunate to be able to be in our room and be training. And uh, we're just, you know, as a team, we're just focused on getting these guys better. And we're, we're really enjoying it right now. Our team's doing a good job. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're all trying to figure this thing out and, and how they can be the best wrestler they can be. And we're just trying to help them, you know. So it's been fun. Awesome. Well, I really look forward to it. Um, Mickey, before we go, is there anything, anything you want to tell the, the Pitt fans to look forward to? Uh, I mean, nothing in particular. Just, uh, I think we're, we're ready as a team. And I mean, I'm, I'm excited if we, when we get this thing going, I'm excited to see what happens. So, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, again, thank you guys so much for your time. Uh, I had a blast learning a little bit more about the lineup. Um, and I will definitely have to get a find a way to get a pit shirt before we talk again. Um, and to pull me to a good store or something like that, I'll find one. But um, thanks again, and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon, hopefully. All right, thanks. See you, See you guys. Yeah.